you thought were inspiring, but on your own before on your own. On your yeah. own. Or like accidentally finding shit. Like I remember I was looking up um <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no i was looking up uh, a skate video and i accidentally stumbled upon uh battle royale when i was in high school the, the, the japanese movie battle royale I was like, this is not a skate movie what the fuck is this <laughs> but that's also like one of my favorite movies now but i literally found that like because i downloaded the wrong limewire link and it Dude, just, that's sick it just took me to battle royale and, and like, that's what limewire was all about like sending you like on a really crazy path to different music new yeah stuff just weird shit just weird shit definitely just- porn too was on there <laughs> <laughs> you know respectfully you're a teenager whatever It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desire, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Shay Nambard is an aspiring polymath of visual media and the co-founder of Clips Co-op. Clips develops original content and provides platforms to showcase other creators such as Lycan NYC, Public Records, and Fragile Glass. Clips has put out short films for Fact and Nowness, recently produced the Sakai collaboration for my previous boss hank willis thomas for his collaboration with sakai when i think of clips i think of smooth short films soothly watching while burning a fragile glass candle clips <laughs> build platforms build bridges please welcome shay what's good that was wild that was good what's good fam what's up bro that was a smooth <laughs> intro man thank you thank you i was like how do i make this smooth like the fragile glass video you used to work for Hank? Uh, I used to work for, for Freedoms. For Freedoms, cool. So you know like Christina Caputo and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was good. It was a good time. It was crazy. Yeah, Gosh. yeah I'm sure. You can imagine. Chill. Lots of artists. Great yeah, work. Very cool, man. Great work. For Freedoms now, or Hank also has his thing, his other thing. Oh, the um, something awakening, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wide awake. <laughs> Wide awake. awake, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't wide awake when I said that. Or that. <laughs> I was just like, what's going on? And well, what's really cool about Wide Awakes is that they also worked with Public Records as well. Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. It's all, uh, you know, it's New York. It's small. It's all New York. Or everyone just wants to get in with Public Records because they dope as hell too. They're good peoples. That's the fam. That is the fam. I mean... We're about to dive right in. But, you know, we met in the pandemic when, like, an NYC was the only thing that has been open and your roommate mm. and close homie, Eric Mays of Fragile Glass, linked us up. Though I wish I met you way before because, bro, the Clips Fall Showcase Morning Moon curated by Nowness. Oh, man, yeah. A while ago now, but that was a good one. Dude, I'm not trying to bring back old memories, but, yo, that was fire. Straight fire. The photos from the night look sick. Yo, the food looks popping. Like, who came through, yo? Went held it down. 
for sure. We had a, a beer sponsor. Who was it? Uh, it was Long Island City Brewery, I think it was called. Nice. Um, yeah, they really helped us out with drinks. And then we also had Rise Coffee, not Rise Radio, Rise Coffee, which is different. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a different group uh, who gave like mad, uh, what are they called? Like espressos and, you know, iced coffee and all that shit. In, in that crazy, yeah, like. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> people were well fed drunk and like caffeinated (laughs) you're speaking of rise radio have you guys worked with them or like have you oh wait actually i haven't worked with them personally um i forgot that i also met up with you at rise radio yeah 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 no i haven't worked with them personally they they've definitely done i mean i (laughs) i manned a booth for eric for fragile glass one time because he had to work definitely so i don't count but that was a cool experience I've been going there for a minute. I mean, when they first opened, like a lot of my older homies were like really excited about it. So I was excited to pull up to and stuff. I remember it definitely had a moment, especially with the bathroom mirror and everything. Rise Radio, they hosted Lycan's after parties as well. I'm pretty sure if you guys- I was out of town. I missed all of those. I know. I remember those. I missed those shits. I was tight. Good times. Good times. Yeah. yeah you, when you, you guys had the- um, the clips party at future future space yeah future space yeah dude shout out to them they're great people man they're they're like um they're actually normally just like a fabrication and sound studio and they like had a space that was perfect and they just let us rock so dope in bushwick Mm -hmm. where's this coming live to where where you at i'm at home right now uh my roommate and this wonderful lady are over here fucking up my puzzle that I bought from Brain Dead <laughs> that I've been spending like a month and a half on. Bro, I also got a Brain Dead puzzle as well. I haven't even opened it up yet. It's a journey, my friend. You're about to be doing that shit for a long time. It's so dynamic, but it's beautiful. It's coming together so well. We're almost there. I'm about to get it framed and everything because it took way longer than I think we anticipated when we opened it. Oh yeah, definitely. When I was a kid, all I, all I did was frame. All I did was frame puzzles growing up as well. Really? Dude, that was that was the thing. That was before, you know, taking a photo and you liked your photos and then you blowing it up or did you steal it? it like like the pieces so that they wouldn't fall out or anything. Yeah. yeah. I need to find that ceiling. So I'm gonna have to jump after this for that. And I need to <laughs> so you guys getting the puzzles right now. What else have you been up to? Working on some programming for the summer for clips. It should be really fun, exciting. We're trying to like get back to it but do it in like a more like dynamic way definitely doing some outdoor shit a couple of locations um having a lot of fun in this um trailblazer program for the brand by board which is like a textile and knit group out of um amsterdam me and a couple of homies have been able to like mess with their gamification uh platform that they're beta testing which is like Kind of like Nike ID, but it's like a little less. Nike ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> totally. I totally. Yeah. Respectfully, but yeah, I, I think um, that's been really fun because one of my really good friends lives over there. He, he works for them, and I I don't get to talk to him as much, so it's been cool to interact with him a lot, especially at his new job <clears throat> in Amsterdam. So that's been fun, and uh, yeah, no, just other random projects 
and then my like semi day job. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be doing too much. Don't be on. <laughs> don't be on. How'd you guys link up with them? So Charlie is a good friend of mine who's from Virginia, but he's been like living everywhere as of late. But now he's settled down, I think, for a good minute in Amsterdam. Um, he works as the the lead. I think he's like digital director and designer over there. I'm tight. Yeah. And like, I've been, you know, bothering him for years. Not even like before he got the bot boy, just about like wanting to do something with him as I like continue to learn how to do, you know, my own visual stuff on the computer. And yeah, he just threw a, a nice little assist to like, let me like play around with it and submit some stuff. So that's sick. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think clips would branch out to be in like worldwide? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's cause, because it's not, it's decentralized, right? Like it's not really about us being in one location. It's about the platform being accessible anywhere and like people being able to like, access who we know anywhere, you know, which I think is really fun. When we did Morning Moon, most of the films or a good half of them were not, you know, by filmmakers in the US. Mm-hmm. And when we've done some other stuff, we've gotten the opportunity to play around with with other groups outside of the States as well. And I, I think that's like the funnest part is, you know, people meeting people that they maybe necessarily wouldn't have met, you know, or like learn about people that they wouldn't know about otherwise. Definitely. What were you, what would you describe clips? Like how you started off and bringing it up? Um, it was a film appreciation club at first. I, I have uh, one of my best friends, Mikel and I started it with our other excellent friend, uh, Simon Dar in DC uh, 2017, 2016. And, you know, we were just thinking about like, damn, there's no way for us to watch like, uh, you know, The Fountain or like some other Aronofsky movie and then switch to like Otomo and like, you know, Akira and like just weird stuff, right? So we were like, let's, let's like make a film club where people can pull up and just watch movies and shit. So we, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who was a phenomenal DJ, she was down to like spin for us. And we got some, uh, some really cool support from this gallery that I had curated at once to like do it there, set it all up and nobody came. <laughs> it was just us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was dead. It was dead. It was like, but it was tight because it was like our own little like private viewing party. And then we did it again and it definitely had some more legs to it. And then we did it again and then it got bigger and then we did it again. And then we came to New York and did it again and again. And now it's like, it's definitely easier than that first one, which was nerve wracking, but yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, I've totally had events like that before. Yeah, the first one's always the roughest one. Oh, of course. When it's dead as fuck, but you're yeah. like, I had it for sure. Wait, so where are you from? Um, I was born in Durham, North Carolina, man, from down south. Mm-hmm. If you were to throw parties down there. I wouldn't. No shame. <laughs> Durham is weird, man. I, I mean, there's there, there's definitely a community, a creative community there, but, like, I don't have no attachment to it anymore, really. Like, in terms of, like, my own mental space, I think I've, like, long since kind of departed from from that space i lived in dc for eight years before i lived in new york is that where you met eric yeah he and i both went to college together 
I mean, we, we barely knew each other then, but um, we're introduced and, you know, been thick as these ever since. He just finished the puzzle. Sorry. They're all really excited about. Oh, really? Yeah, they finished it. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big moment in this house right now. That thing took forever. Oh, of course. I mean, every puzzle, it's like just to do it on your own is just nerve wracking, but to have other people for sure, for sure. Did you guys come up here separately? Yeah, Eric got here, I want to say a year before me. Nice. And um, I had been, I mean, eight years is a long place. I mean, I I moved around a lot as a kid and eight years was as long as I ever spent anywhere. or often, maybe not a lot, but enough that I had never spent more than five years in one location. And I, I thought that was a good run for DC. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of places that I love there, but I wasn't really getting to where I wanted to get in my own like mental state because I was so maybe complacent or like comfortable in the space. So Definitely. I just, yeah, chose to like, you know, shift that mindset real quick. It was just, time to go and then Eric and my ex-girlfriends were really cool and I needed somewhere to crash and it was low-key it's funny because it was between him and this other dude some photographer mm-hmm. I had a, like a weird vibe from him but like he had, like, <laughs> really, he had a really strict like stable job he was yeah. like yo I can do this we can get this spot definitely all this bread and then I like went out for drinks with Eric one time and we got like wasted and had a phenomenal time and I was like no 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 I'm, I'm chilling with Eric like this is it <laughs> this is this is the dude so that was that. I totally get what you're saying where like when you at when you're out of space for so long and you've done as much as you could in that one particular space such as DC, mm-hmm. you don't know how you can like grow as a person, career, whatnot. You know, you feel like there could be something bigger, better for you out there. I mean, I know the same exact thing. I'm from Philly. Mm-hmm. I've exhausted all my options out in Philly as opposed to like it's just throwing curated a bunch of events shows photo shows video shows stuff for my project for other projects i've hit every corner and i've watched everyone grow but i was like yo i need to move on from my thing so let me stop in new york for a hot second so i'm I'm gonna do my thing here maybe who knows i'll come back to philly whatever but yeah you gotta definitely go out there for sure yeah i think um what i thought was that there was like like one of the things that I love the most about DC is that there's this crazy sense of like pride for those who are born and raised there, like that Washingtonian presence. Definitely, it's like it's it's the strongest I've ever felt. I mean, maybe like Oakland has that too, but like I'm talking in New York for sure. But New York is so expansive, regardless. But DC is smaller, so it's like I'm talking like they're like you know blood kin everywhere. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> it was it was so sick to be within that space, but then also like, I didn't want to ever feel like I was taking up space within that space and or feel as though I was like, oh, something from that city, cause I'm not, right? Like that's their space. And I wanted them to like, you know, I wanted to appreciate it, but then also I wanted to grow myself. So I was like, okay, I recognize that this is, you know, this is for them in terms of art and in terms of like community. So I wanted to see if I could expand and try something somewhere else. I don't usually ask this, but do you, do you come from like an art background? Did you go to school for filmmaking? No, well, no. I, when I was in high school, man, my mom, 
she was like, she's one of those models that puts you in every like summer program possible, you know? And I hated it because I was just, like, <laughs> skating and smoking weed and being a kid. Um, yeah. And like, I ended up um, doing two years at this program um, called Youth Document Durham, which was at the Center for Documentary Studies at uh, Duke University. And there they taught me how to do like audio documentaries. I did some film work. Um, I even had like a brief stint as like a DJ at WXD radio at Duke University's radio station. Oh, tight. Yeah, but it was like records only. So they would like- Oh shit. Bro, it was gnarly. I, I, I would pull up to this room and I'm talking floor to ceiling records and you'd have to pick out like six records or if, yeah, like six records. That's actually pretty home. dope. Yeah, and they give you a piece of paper with your, <laughs> with your ad prompt. Yeah, and you gotta make sure you paused and read this dumb prompt about oh. like cafeteria shit or something <laughs> about Duke, and then you keep spinning. And I'm like, this is crazy, but it's funny. I, I like that was in yeah when I was like 16, 17, and then I went to Howard for like political science and anthropology, and I I kind of shifted away from the art scene, but my friend group remained completely immersed in art, like curators, filmmakers, photographers all of that shit. And then I got a couple chances to curate when I was in DC Tight. and yeah. And then just kind of like, I, to be honest, in terms of day job, I more recently completely left my previous like professional career to do other more creative things. Which was? Yeah, I, I was, um, I worked in the nonprofit sector for like five to six years. That's like, you know, the Bruce Wayne job where I was just basically doing like programming and project management um, for a international nonprofit called Permundo, which focused on violence prevention and, or specifically gender violence prevention by working with young men and boys around masculinity. And I helped handle their North American portfolio. So I was doing that for a long time and it was good work. It was strong work. It just wasn't creative work and I would, literally like get off of an eight hour day and then spend six to eight hours like trying to like make shit, try to do clips shit, try to make my own stuff. And I didn't like that I, I was feeling so like disjointed. So yeah, during the pandemic, I gave it a few more months. I wasn't feeling too strong about my job. I wasn't really happy there and I quit. And then I um, landed in some other work that is more creative as a creative producer. And it's been nice to see like the Bruce Bruce Wayne Batman shit actually like overlap for once, which it never has before. Which, which is that. amazing to hear because like I was talking to Eric in our previous episode that before the pandemic, we were like working our asses off to getting to where we had to do or to go. And then the Panini hit. And then so um, we're still grinding, doing whatever. And then, but it also forced us to start doing what we actually want to do. Or yeah, man. It was, it was a push, dude. Like I remember, um, I had been outsourcing for a lot of the clips, like creative content, like posters, you know, editorial, whatever, videos, and maybe like a month ago to the year, I was like, nah, I'm about to just teach myself that, and I spent like at least twelve hours a day for like a month and a half teaching myself like After Effects and like Premiere Pro. And then I put out my first piece for clips, which was a PSA around the dangers of social media addiction. 
And that was like my first time ever cutting some stuff or like making, you know, my own animation and, da, 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 da. and it was sick. It took forever. But once I did it, I was like, oh, I could do this like myself probably. So then, since then I've just been doing it in-house for all of our stuff. Look at that. Yeah. And you didn't think that was going to happen? No, nah, dude, I didn't. Because it, it, that type of stuff is scary from the outside. Like, for sure. Especially any, anything Adobe related, anything like code related, it's super scary from the outside because you're like, this looks like gobbledygook. Like, I'm supposed to do what with this? I mean, I to, <laughs> you know? And, but once you like learn it, it's not complicated, it's just tedious. It's like, are you down to like sit there for literally your entire day and just play with it until it actually plays how you want it to play it? Exactly. Exactly. For a while, I was using the homie Justin Mariano's like Adobe for a minute and just like learning a bunch of programs through him. And so, I mean, shout out to Justin, wherever you are. Thanks for letting me uh, use your license. Now I got my own, but actually I've moved on to someone else's license. Shout out to him. <laughs> and um, if you keep doing it about a million times, you know, start becoming a pro it becomes super easy and then you can experiment more like i've been able to really play around a bit more i a few years back i was experimenting a lot with blender and some 3d animation but that one was like an ocean of like oh yeah complexity like i wasn't i wasn't yeah. remotely mentally ready for that so <laughs> I, might, I might come back to that now that i'm more comfortable with what i've been doing but it's definitely been more fun to see like damn like what took me maybe two weeks can take me two days now like, what took me you know, a whole day can take maybe like an hour if I'm actually like focused, which is pretty sick to see. And now you incorporated that with Clips. Also, I just want to shout out Clips logo is dope. I I love it. Like how you guys incorporate it into everything, like super high def, maybe like the whole paramount of like in your face. Like I just, I love the visual effects. It's great. Sick. Appreciate that. Yeah, the, the, the logo was designed by Faisal Mateen. Shout out to Faisal, wherever you are, my guy. He's blowing <laughs> up right now. He's doing so much great stuff with like Kay Trinata and a whole bunch of other folks. But um, yeah, dude, he like, he blessed us low key because he did it like below his rate because I like pitched him on it and I was like, bro, like, this is this, like, I'm going to do this. Blah, blah. And he went through and he did the damn thing. And then it was so fire that I was like, I'm going to use this in every way possible. So I've been like oh, flipping it, turning it into metal, making it melt, making it spin, whatever I could do. Everything in effects, everything that you learned. <laughs> yeah, so like, good. Just like how, how many times can you can you dismantle and re 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 rearrange a, a single word, you know? So good. Yeah. And clips now. All right, so you have this thing with public records and you guys do their URL by IRL special streaming sessions, but you you guys linked up like way before that as well. How'd you guys link up? Um, yeah, no, I, I cold emailed the director of music and one of the co-founders and just, yeah, pitched it like, yo, I do this, this and this, I've seen your programming, you should let us do stuff. And they were like, okay. And they just gave us like a trial run to make an episode and we did and it was fired and it was like a really great lineup a lot of people who i really respect in like the filmmaking space especially those who are like more indie or do short films they contributed pieces um 
we had some homies from London put in that one and homies from here, homies from California, Atlanta. And we put it out and people played it and it was really fun. And uh, they were like, yeah, you wanna do another one? And we were like, yeah. And we just kept doing it for the summer, but I never met them in person because that was in the heart of like lockdown. Yeah, so we definitely. had no interactions over the phone. And yeah, it was cool. And then it turned into like a video residency in the fall, which was like epic. Which is super epic. I mean, Clips partnered up with Film Girls Social Club, which yeah, is dedicated yeah. to supporting women working in the film and photo industry and also debuted some show curation selections of their work. I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amandala Baraka is the, she runs that and she's probably one of the like, the best in the game, like in my opinion, in terms of like just having an, a director's eye and making stuff look dynamic and beautiful. And I've known her since college, man, and I've like always been a fan of like what of her like trajectory. So it was tight to work with her there and actually have some money to like pay people like it wasn't <laughs> much, but it was tight to be like, yo, we, we have like a residency with a budget, so we can. Dude, like- it's the best part. It's the best thing currently yeah. right now. Once that was crazy once you start getting busted with like a bunch not a bunch of money but like once you have some money now you're like down to like also like sort of like pay out people's rates or like donate to like any organization exactly amazing it's beautiful yeah it it feels better than just asking people to do off the strength which is great but like you know people deserve to be you know they, they deserve to be compensated for their time so if you can give anything then it makes them feel better you really dipped into collaboration. I love it. Like you, you still like stay in contact with your college friends. I only stay in contact with one of my college friends, <laughs> which I was actually supposed to go to Philly this weekend to like go support, but I think that's a dub right now. But I mean, you're like all about collaboration, which is yeah. Man. I think that that's how you win. I think that that's how you get better. I think. If you're not, um, if you're not trying to build with the community that you appreciate, or you're not bringing people along with you, or asking people if they want to be involved in what you're doing, then you're missing you're missing out on some really dynamic work. Like I've never <clears throat> I've never done anything that wasn't a collaboration so far, to be honest. Which is kind of crazy to say, but I, I just think it's cool to just have people have share share the space you know maybe that's like my nonprofit side showing or some shit but i think yeah, it's, that's what it feels like that's what it sounds like a little bit it's kind of grassroots organizing right but with like <laughs> art because like people you know people i think get territorial and i think it's cooler to like to, to dig in together there's this guy back in dc named uncle scooty shout out scooty i haven't seen him in a few years but he used to always be like uh community over competition that was his like, always that was his like his slogan for one summer. And I was like, that shit's hard. And ever since then, I've been able to like act on that. And, and people are usually down if you're just not a dick and you're like genuine and want them to like to get some space to like show what they do. So it's been cool to be able to do that more. Oh, definitely. And after all these events at public records, they've just been signing you on and it's like they showcase you now, which is great. It's like family right now. Yeah, we're tight, man. I mean, I, I think I'm excited to see what they're building towards. Like uh, Francis Harris, who's the director of music and co-founder, 
and Shane too, the other runner, but like Francis is like, he's like, he's an intense dude, man. He's fire. He's steeped in like philosophy and like anarchist movements and just wild shit. And he's been really uh, generous with both the PR space and sorry, there's the thing outside, the PR space and the like, the name to like allow us to play around. I definitely see us doing more come this summer and fall for sure. He's, he's looking to like really change the game for Gowanus in a very, again, authentic way. Very authentic uh, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always authentic with him, which is so sick because I think he knows what it's like to be an artist who doesn't get their due. You know, he's an artist himself or a musician, so. Yeah, definitely. And it's weird. I used to say that public records was in Borum Hill, but it's definitely in Gowanus. But when it's people are close, though, it's so close. Not close. And when people tell me or ask me, like, what's your favorite venue in the city? I always say public records. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, sound wise, crazy. Sound wise, damn. Yeah, they got that. Um, what's old boy's name? Uh, Ojas. Yeah, Ojas. Yeah, that whole system that he did for them is insane like crazy sounds especially in the pandemic he's been creating all these uh you can make at home oh just yeah i mean it's up there but they were selling it on essence and now damn this is like the second time i'm actually gonna say this but Heron preston like had him in the new like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i saw that in the video yeah and he's now collaborating with like a awake like that's the thing. I, f- I feel like once you keep doing your thing, just like collaborations just like keep happening, more opportunities keep happening. That's what's up. I, mean, I feel like just New York in general just always wants to work. Yeah, man. I think it's been really cool to see that be like a space also for me to put the homies on. Like one of my other like Batman gigs is doing like production, like editorial or like short film music and not music as in like music video, like like shooting stuff, but like um, so many of my friends are very talented. Some of the clips on me are extremely talented. And like, uh, um, we've been able to do some work where I, I was able to hire them specifically, which was like really definitely. exciting. You, you yeah. do stay with the editorial. I, I'm not gonna lie, I definitely ripped uh, Eric's whole editorial in his previous episode. It's like it was super detailed. I'm pretty sure that you wrote it or it, when you interviewed him on the clip site. And I can definitely see the editorial side of you like coming out in like clips. So, yeah. I right. mean, I'm more so organized. Eric wrote it for sure. That's all him. I just had to drag it out of him, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a very personal story. Like, he, he, really, he really gave it up. And I think it maybe it took him that long to get it out to the world because he wanted it to be like as like un you know apologetically Eric as possible. So yeah that, that took him like a few months to write. No way. Yeah, yeah it took him a minute. Took him a minute. But once he got it out, it was great. Oh it was phenomenal. Do, would you say that you're very documentary like I don't know. I don't know. Like that word in itself is just such a part of like everything we do, right? Like this is documentary in a way, like collecting stories. So I I guess so in a way, I I think it's important to preserve and chronicalize like important moments and 
in your personal life and in the lives of those around you. So definitely. Yeah. You didn't know that you were going to switch from project manager live to creative producer. That's oh, I knew. Really I was ready. Oh, you were ready. No, no, no. Yeah, I was plotting, bro. Like, Fire. yeah, no, I, I had been, I was, I'm not one of those people that like, I mean, currently I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but like, usually like, I'm like super like, this is what I need to do. Like when I moved up here, I like, I think in the first week I had like so many like get to know you meetings just because I wanted to like introduce myself to people, which is like super OCD. Like I was like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, do this. None of that shit turned into anything, but there were cool friends brought out of those meetings. And like some of those three, four years later have now turned into work, which was, I guess, the, the, it did the job, you know, in the long term. But like I, I, I knew that I did not want to do necessarily like project management in a traditional sense. And I wanted there to be something more, yeah, more creative, more illustrative, more visual based as a part of it. I didn't know when it was going to happen or like how it was going to happen, but I haven't put that out into the universe for like a year. Which is great because you were creative producer on the Sakai Hank collaboration. That was dope. Um, no, I, I wasn't creative producer. I was the producer. So like there was a creative production team and which was your, your people's Hank Wilson. I mean, Hank, Hank Wilson Thomas and then they were like the head creative production, creative direction. Then we had Equator Productions, which were the directors, uh, Ashley and Anthony, shout out to them. And they brought me on as lead producer for it. And that was actually the gig where I got to bring on Clips people because um, I don't know if you watched the video, but there's a lot of like screen, like projection mapping and like light bending, like crazy shit. And that's like, that's like super Clips vibes. And additionally, we have, you know, our like, I guess, brother squad, first family out of DC who are like, are like legit, like homies forever. And one of the dudes there, really good friend of mine, Ahad, who's a wizard. He's been playing with projectors since I met him. So I was like, yeah, okay. Call up Mikel, call up Ahad. They both pulled up, drove up from DC and just like- Shit, you got the whole crew. Bro, we had, I think for that one, we had, six different projectors all queued up to one like like uh touchpad and one computer and they had built like these stands 20 plus feet in the air with like macbooks like drilled into them like locked to like keep the projection going and then they were all pointed it got like those things were getting hot like i'm talking like it was heavy duty projection city bro it was wild but it came out really tight and you incorporated all the homies. Yeah, incorporated the homies. So like, th that's one of those things where it wasn't really like clips, but I like kind of made it clips by like putting made it, it clipsy. Yeah, <laughs> for I sure. Just everyone, I, I just hired folks I knew, and I was like, they they could do it. You should hire them, and it worked out. Are you looking forward to working on more of like the fashion side of things? Good question. It depends like, on like what's the project. I think. I say that and then I just mentioned the Bible thing earlier. So I guess by accident, I'm still in that world. But I I, I, I don't know, fashion's interesting. And I think it's really fun and it's super expressive, but the production side of it is strenuous in a way that's not always like healthy, but what is these days when you want something to look really good. But, exactly. I, I, think, but I think it was just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it would depend on the gig. I, I would never say no to anything because who knows what's like something could be super fire 
and I'd be like, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. So I'll say that I would never say no to something until I like fully learn about it. But I'm not like actively like hunting for oh no a fashion gig right now. Has anyone besides Sakai reached out to you yet? I mean, I feel like I feel like you could work with Brain Dead, more <laughs> more Lakai or more Lakai, more Lichen videos. Um, I would, bro. I'm always down for the liking homies. They yeah, always they down. Know, they, you know, I'm, I'm pitching them shit like, like every other week, probably. To be honest, just like randomly texting them or Eric, like, yeah, what if you did this? But so, like, I'm always gonna be like in their corner if they want to do something. Um, in terms of who's hitting us up, not. I think right now it's us trying to collaborate more with production companies. Like, like, and when I say production companies, I don't really mean like, like editorial production but like film groups like one of the things that i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about this we're not even done planning it out but like i have really good friends at this um company called sacred pack films and they're two women um who do phenomenal film work here in new york and everywhere else they might be out of the country now they might be in columbia filming but they're so good and they wanted to do some programming in the summer Hopefully I'll play around with some stuff with Equator again in the summer. And just, cause I, I think for me, it's like less about the brand and more about like the people. So like, if there were brand sponsors, fire, like that would be so cool. But if not, then we'll still do cool stuff. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I hope that we one day collaborate together for sure. Yeah, let's do it, man. Definitely, definitely. Yo, hats off to you. on. All of these things that you do for some wear many hats to SARS solutions. Have you ever thought about making clips into like a small network like like Criterion to showcase like films from other filmmakers? Hell yeah. I, I, bro, I think about that often. I just don't have the, you know, it's funny. I've been teaching myself or I, I designed the clips website and then I've been starting to do like gigs where I'm doing web design for people. And I've been thinking more and more about how do you create a database of like, beautiful kind not even just film man like like anything visual media related like I re- i'm really into vr ar immersion right now i'm really into like understanding how you can do storytelling without words and like kind of going back to the old stop motion animation definitely you know, vibes and like like thinking like felix the cat or like you know <laughs> and I, I would love a space for all that could live together um the current website definitely can't support that much content but it would be beautiful to yeah one day have like a digital library where people can can just watch and just enjoy and 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 find inspiration. Definitely, because I know on the site you have a link to Pirate Bay. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's where it, that's where it started, man. I used to like be deep into like the Pirate Bay scene, or like even uh, I don't know if this is well, they're not around anymore, but like way back in the day, like dark web you know, other shit, you know, it's because you were like, whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have like, it's all about like streaming services now and like paying for subscriptions. Like dude, yo, fuck. Like the minute like, uh, Warner studios, like emailed my dad and was like, yo, we're about to cut off your Wi-Fi. You're stealing too many movies. I was like, all right, I need to find a new way to get these movies because it's getting hot. He was pissed. But yeah, like, I think, I, I kind of miss those days of like internet, like cowboy shit. Where oh yeah. <laughs> they're still around for sure. But like, 
like that was the culture right just, oh definitely like, searching for your own shit like searching new music and new movies yeah, and new films that like you thought were inspiring but on your own before on your own on your yeah. own or like accidentally finding shit like i remember i was looking up um <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no i was looking up uh escape video and i accidentally stumbled upon uh battle royale when i was in okay. high school the, the, the japanese movie battle royale I was like, this is not a escape movie what the fuck is this <laughs> but that's also like one of my favorite movies now but i literally found that like because i downloaded the wrong limewire link and it Dude, just, that's sick and it just took me to battle royale and, I was and like, that's what limewire was all about like sending you like on a really crazy path to different music new yeah stuff just weird shit just weird shit Definitely porn too was on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, respectfully, you're a teenager, whatever. <laughs> Jay, if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Oh, it needs to be a quote. Oh, snap. It can uh, be anything, actually, if you want it to be. I don't know if I give words in my chest because I have to do like a memento vibe and like do it in reverse so I can read it. Um, Hypothetically, I don't know if. You wouldn't, if you were, if no one has ever got a chest tattoo quote that they've said on the pod Word. on them yet. That's like a challenge to me, bro. I'm going to have to do that. I mean, <laughs> I think I would get something related to time. I don't know what it would say, but something short around just like, you know, uh, we how we misperceive time and how it feels like we're running out of it, but really we're just living in it like day by day and that's how we should exist that's like really long and it's not correct but i think i'd start there something around time because most of my um tattoos are reminders to myself which is why i said i need to reverse it so i could read it in the mirror because i like they all are, are placed in places where i can see them so that when i look at it i know that i'm like oh yeah shit right time definitely it's not that big of a deal it isn't what is time literally I, I mean, I think for me, it's it's more of a of a tracking system that we as like people developed to keep ourselves, you know, moving. But I don't think, you know, but more than likely, it's not really a thing that exists in other places as it exists here on Earth. So, you know, it does us good and also does us harm. So it's a good reminder. It really does. Fuck a due date. <laughs> exactly. If, except for net 30, you know, that's keep that <laughs> or less, please. You can get me <laughs> respectfully. Chai, thank you so much for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. No doubt. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been great to talk to you. So good. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at mind of my mind um also clips is of course on instagram as well there's is uh clips uh underscore co underscore op and then the website is a uh, clipsco op.com there you have it cool so good thanks bro till next time this is wear many hats presented by Dasar, and i'm rashad peace <laughs>